one of our biggest arguments and points of contention when we first got married was the fact that I like to go out and have fun and have friends over. Like if somebody new moved into our apartment complex, I wanted to have them over. Like that night, it's rude, it's rude to wait to the next night. And for some reason, Bonnie didn't want to do this. She wanted to wait. She wanted a heads up. She wanted to plan. She wanted to stay in. She didn't want to go out every night of the week. So the question we're going to ask and maybe address today is, how social are you? Oh, hey, everybody. We are glad you're with us today. So glad. Yep. And uh, we're going to be kicking off the next few episodes. We're going to be talking about kind of some differences that we have. And and you heard Daniel kind of talk about the way we interact, I guess, socially and how social we are in our marriage. And yes, it did kind of cause some, some, um, I don't know, a little bit of contention might be the best word. And, um, but before we do that, we just kind of I just learned early in our marriage how mean you were and how much you hated people. Hey, yeah, that's kind of been your running joke that I hate people, but I don't (laughs) hate people. You know, we were talking the other day about stuff in the the yard. I I kind of enjoy the animals around here and all that. And I was like, yeah, you you do better with people and I do better with animals. (laughs) (laughs) And some people are animals. (laughs) That's true. That's true. And some animals are like people, like Charlie Dog. I know, Charlie, sweet Charlie Dog, but... But I have actually enjoyed just kind of getting out in the garden and it's a and new it's a new thing for you. It is, and being by myself. And I grew up. I guess, <laughs> Y'all remember that she just said <laughs> being by myself in the garden. Yeah. Well, I grew up with the garden. I mean, I didn't really, I wasn't really in charge of it, but I grew up on a farm, and so my parents would do gardening, and I would help them. Like you know, we would always dig potatoes and bring in the stuff, and so and the, we get onto our kids. And we're aggravated by the fact that they don't come down and help with the garden or yeah, show any interest the, in building it. out the barn, all that stuff we're doing. But yet, your parents mm. maybe had the same frustration with I, you. I don't know. Well, maybe. there's a reason. You did say my mom has all these skills, uh-huh. and she's been a great um, help to you since yes. since you've gotten into gardening. But you didn't learn those. From her, maybe it's because she hated people too, and she just wanted to be <laughs> she, in the garden by herself. Oh my gosh, she, we don't hate people. Alone. We don't hate people, but you, you know, there is something to that because you're like, kids, go down and help her down there in the garden. But I, there's time. I kind of like the quiet <laughs> of just getting out in the garden and working it. But this has been an experiment for me this year, just kind of trying to figure out what works and doesn't work, and. Um, I do like their help with some stuff, but I mean, like pulling weeds, I don't mind helping oh, with, but, heck yeah. um, but I've been trying to experiment and figure out what works and doesn't. And it seems like every time I, uh, um, every time I start to, um, I don't know, I just kind of lost my train of thought. You checked a, be- a text did. message on your phone. And That's it totally why. wrecked me. I'm sorry. Um, okay. So I'll, when I'm gardening and I think, fig- put, put your phone down. It's down. It's down. All right, go. When so, you're gardening. Yes. It's like I'll, I'll figure out that there's something that I'll have my squash growing great, and then all of a sudden it just dies out of the blue. And I'm like, what is killing this thing? And then I figure out there was a there was a pest I was not prepared for. And 
I'm trying to really do this, everything this organically. Is why God created toxic pesticides. No, well, yes. I mean, I don't know that God God <laughs> created it, but well, first, I don't know why I'm worried about this. For decades, we've been buying stuff that's poisoned from the grocery store, but it's all of a sudden, true. at home, I'm trying really hard. I'm finding out though, if I if I poison like the pest, it's also poisoning the bees, which I need to pollinate the fruit, the food. That's right. And so I'm trying to do things more organically. It's interesting. So you talk about that as as I interrupt you. Um, we it's like talking about your mom having these skills, mm-hmm. right? It's like um, this generation, the generations that came before our generation or Generation X, Mm -hmm. it's like they had skills that we as a society just lost. Yeah. You know, for, and I heard this the other day, um, for for all of, since God created the world, right, Mm -hmm. man has farmed. Man has yeah. has grown their own food, has built what they needed to to survive their home, their things. You know, uh, if we need to smoke meat, we we build a smokehouse out of what, and they just knew how to do things. Yeah, and it seems like in the past fifty years, we have lost a whole set of skills. Yeah, um, that that we couldn't survive, and and this is what I heard that basically, if you took somebody from the early nineteen hundreds. And you set them back in the 1700s. For the most part, they could survive. They knew how to grow sure. stuff. They knew how to do things. If you took someone from the 1700s, put them back in the 1300s, things would be different. Society would be different. But for the most part, they could still survive off the land, build. They had skills. Yeah. And you could do that on. But you take somebody from now mm. and you put them back 100 years ago even, we couldn't survive. No. We've lost all this set of skills because of our, quote, unquote, wonderful inventions. We're smart. We're smarter, but right. we're, we're now dumber. Green beans come from Walmart. They don't come yeah. from the ground. Matter of fact, I, I also heard that a, a poll given to elementary school kids where and middle school kids. Where do green beans come from? Target, Walmart, <sighs> Kroger. Yeah. Yeah, we don't know where our food comes from. It doesn't register with them that it grows in the ground. Wow, that's that's rough. Well, it's it's sad, but it's true. But we are trying to figure out how to do that. Yes, and I mean this this (laughs) go round of my experimental garden. Most of our food's still coming from Walmart. Very responsible with your with your uh, non toxic my non toxic stuff. But in the process, there's like so many things that are killing. I mean, I can't. I mean, once I figured out the vine borers and started over with my squash, then I found other stuff on cucumbers. And then there's Japanese beetles on corn. And then there's all these different things. So in the process of trying to be responsible and figure out how to do this for, you know, future, this is kind of an experiment that next time I'm learning that something that Native Americans understood how to do was something called companion planting. And it was, yeah, I mean, it's mind-blowing. It's like, so the whole concept is you plant two different things together and they reap the benefits of the others, um, like the nutrients going in the ground for one helps feed the other. Or so you plant corn and it helps shade a smaller plant that can't stand as much as much um, of the sun on it. And then those things that you plant next to that, it kind of feeds into the soil for the corn and 
it's companion planting. Or like next year, I'm going to plant a bunch of basil around my tomato plants because apparently the little pests that are killing my tomato plants don't like basil. That's why I like tomato basil soup, I bet. (laughs) (laughs) It's a companion companion meal. Yes, yes. But, ha ha, all that to say that our, our differences with our personalities and things, we're put together for a reason and yeah, maybe I can good. grow and learn from the things that drive me crazy or drive you crazy we can grow from those things rather than let them just completely annoy us and wreck our marriage because I mm. think sometimes they can wreck our marriage if we don't embrace those and like you said early on one of those things was our preference for social interaction mm-hmm. um and that was that was tough. So, so we so we thought about doing one podcast on like personality stuff and all that. But then as we dug in, we begin to see oh, there's a lot. Oh my goodness, man, there is so much. So over the next couple episodes, we're going to be talking about different types of personality, not so much types, uh, traits, maybe traits, because there's so many personality assessments out there. And mm-hmm. there's oh my gosh, there's an assessment for everything. Yeah. Um, but, and we use them, we use them at work, we use them in our life, you know, whether it's DISC or Myers-Briggs or Enneagram or Colors, whatever that is, and they, they all have a lot of benefits. It's really funny because I was talking to my oldest brother this week, and so he's in his early 60s, 60, 60, 61, something like that, 60, I think he's about to turn 62, and so he's, uh, you know, he's coming to the end of his career, but he leads a team of young people and so he's worked off the DISC personality test for, you know, ages. Yeah. And um, which has served him well. And uh, that's what he knows. And so he was having to take Enneagram. Oh, yeah. Which is, it's not new. It's been around for a long time. But um, but millennials, a younger generation really identify with it. And it's really good. I like it. It's not the gospel. It's like, it's like all the others. Yeah. There are things about it that's not probably correct. But it is good. It points out different things than than other, te- you know, than DISC does. Mm-hmm. And DISC points out different things. So it was really funny because he's like, oh, my gosh, I got to, it's, it's more based off identifying your emotions and, and really the why, why you're uh, like you are is gotcha. really what Enneagram, Enneagram is. And he, it was so funny to hear him just say, oh, my gosh, do I have a... <laughs> A, a pet companion, emotional support pet, and what's my trigger? Oh my, he's just funny. like I don't want to have to do this. And um, but what's the point of learning those personalities in the business world? To know how to interact with the people on your team. Yeah, and you know, it in our marriage, it's really helped because whether it was DISC or Enneagram or whatever, um, because. It, it, it helps me n- understand you, mm-hmm. but it really also helps me understand me. Mm-hmm. And and it was a it was a revelation to me a few years ago about when I saw the results. And maybe you guys are listening; you've done this. You see the roles, results of your own personality test, and you're like, "Oh wow, I am that way." Mm-hmm. And then you start to realize why you're that way, and then that helps me the responsibility piece of it become more self aware about how I interact with other people, mm-hmm. you know, so. Well, that's what we're going to be talking about today is kind of how social are you. But before we do that, we got something fun that we want to do. So, Daniel, would you rather, mm, let's play a little round would of. Would you rather game. Would you rather, um, might might explain a few things about our uh, our personalities. So, here's some questions. 
Would you rather spend a weekend working on projects around the house or a full day at a theme park? Oh my gosh. Um, that's not an easy question. Mm-hmm. Um, it depends on how tired I am. Mm-hmm. Like if the day before I did projects around the house, I ain't want to go to a theme park. Mm-hmm. But there are days that like taking Colby to the theme park and riding roller coasters mm-hmm. would be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of in between. Or. Responsibility creeps in there and oh, likes yeah. me in the butt. Okay. What about you? I know what you would write. Projects all day long. I know you would. <laughs> uh, then a theme park with a bunch of people. No, thank you. Heck no. Okay. Would now, you- hey, listen. If the theme park has zero lines and I could <laughs> that just changes walk, things. On, walk on the ride all day long. Still doesn't change it for me. I, okay. love, I love the rides. All right. Would you rather go on a hike in the woods or spend the afternoon watching people at an outdoor mall? Hike in the woods. Okay. You? Uh, hike in the woods. Would you rather have... Of course, I don't know. People of Walmart website's pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> Would you rather have lunch with a group of friends or go out with just one? Um, You're split personality. I really am. <laughs> I am. I'm a lot different now than I was 25 years ago. That's true. It depends on who the friends are. If they're, you know, some good buds, then yeah, I absolutely love that. Mm-hmm. But if it's just me and you, uh, then yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm in the middle. I really am. Okay. I'm usually one-on-one. You I are, like the one-on-one, go deep, and not just kind of... It, it's really hard to sit in the middle of a table with two groups of people and have be bouncing between conversations. I feel, yeah. I don't know, overwhelmed. Yeah. Okay, so would you rather watch a Braves game at Truist Park or at home on TV? I'm in the middle. <laughs> it depends. If it's if it's not, like, butt hot yeah. <laughs> and... And I can go and be in the shade and enjoy it and it, no lines. Mm-hmm. It comes, you have made me hate people. <laughs> it's not me. But I do enjoy watching a game at home. So, yep. I would rather watch it on TV most of the time unless I've had a while to prepare for it in my mind and get ready to right, do it. I don't right, like it right, out of the blue. Right, right. I don't like it out of the blue. Okay. Would you rather talk to a friend when you have a problem or figure it out on your own? I need to talk to a friend when I have a problem, but I'm a guy. Yeah. So usually I just try to stuff it and figure it out on my own. Yeah, I usually try to figure it out on And my that's own. great for a counselor to say. Right. <laughs> oh, bad boy. Would you rather, okay, so when you have a project to accomplish at work, would you rather work on it independently or with a group of people? Uh, with a group of people. Group of people. Yeah, I'm kind of the, I can kind of get ideas from a group of people, but I like to go to my own office and do my own thing. You know, that was kind of the yeah. way I, I'm an independent worker. Um, unless it's stuff in the barn I need help with. <laughs> yeah. So would you rather have some friends over to watch the game or watch it alone at home? Like a football game. Uh, I would, I love to have friends over to watch the game, but they better be watching the game. Yeah. I don't want to okay. just, unless it's like a game I don't care about. If it's a dog's game, yes. we better be watching the game. When I say the game, that's what I mean. The, the dog's game. game. Yep. Yep. Of course, you know me. Yes. Well, I don't know. I kind of liked having people over to watch a, the game not too long ago. That was the Super Bowl. You didn't yeah, care anything about that's it. That's true. That's true. If it's a game I care about, I want people to shut up and be quiet. Which and is every Georgia it. game. Yes. Okay. Would you rather, um, after a stressful week at work and you need to blow off steam, would you rather go out to dinner in a movie or stay at home and eat ice cream and binge watch something on TV? Um, dinner in a movie and then eat ice cream. <laughs> Combine everything. Not even right. You're not answering my questions. Ice cream has nothing to do with people. Uh, Oh, my goodness. We're very different.
All right. Well, this is a common issue we see in many couples, that many couples are very different. And, uh, and that's that old, old saying, do opposites attract or, or birds of a feather flock together, mm-hmm. right? And more so, more times than not, we see opposites attract. Occasionally, we'll get two people that are introverts or two people that are extroverts. But Well, we mixed this up in the beginning of our marriage. We thought, I mean, I remember thinking we're just alike. Yeah. I mean, I think it's people tend to gravitate towards people who share common interests. Yeah. But personality-wise, we tend to land with somebody who's a lot and different. And that's where we were. We were like, oh, my gosh, we're just alike. We're yeah. just alike. And it wasn't we were just alike. It's that we like the same things. Yeah, yeah. And we were raised in similar families with similar convictions and similar, you know, hopes and dreams for the future. But how we uh, interact on a daily mm-hmm. You know, on the daily, it was totally different, you know. Yeah. And that was a big contention at first. Mm -hmm. But over 26 years, you have uh, brought me over to the dark side of Uh, liking. mm -hmm. So, in this whole idea, talking about social interaction and how social are we, are there some strengths and weaknesses? I think there's some strengths and weaknesses to both sides because I do. I tend to think, you know, we, a lot of people think, oh, they're, they're introvert, they're hermit, they're, you know, they tend to think that the more social person is the nicer, outgoing, and easier, yeah. you know, and that that's, you know, but there's some strengths and some weaknesses to well, both. Well, and people have, it used to just be, are you introvert or extrovert, you know, or extrovert? And now people have kind of found a midway, like I'm an extroverted introvert, or I'm an introverted extrovert. Explain and that's that. A, that's a real thing. Okay. Like, yeah. like I'm an extroverted introvert. I'm, I'm really an introvert, but I have extra, it, it's me, it's in the middle. Mm-hmm. Right, I I used to be not in the middle. That's because I've dumbed you down. <laughs> I've dumbed down <laughs> your social interaction. <laughs> and I don't know. Maybe it's just gotten me gotten getting older, getting you know different priorities, different you know. Yeah. Getting tired, um, but it's you know it's an introverted person that can be extroverted at times, but and I think this is a point you probably got on your notes you're going to make, but they get refueled by. Mm-hmm. being alone yeah right or the extroverted the introverted extrovert getting very confused um is the extrovert that can spend time alone but they really need to refuel by getting out and getting with people mm-hmm. and maybe that's the defining factor of at the core are you an extrovert or is it an introvert mm-hmm. is by how you fuel refuel yeah well i think the person who is really social and loves going out and this was kind of where we started in our marriage you were very social you like you said at the beginning you love like let's have people over let's let's have friends over let's go do this let's go do that and I just every time I looked at the the calendar and saw we've got a bunch of stuff to do I was just claustrophobic yeah to your defense every time I wanted to do something it was usually that night like within an yeah. hour. Let's go do this. And I, and we'll talk about that later. But, you know, I needed time to yeah. adjust to things. But um, but that social interaction, for some people, it wears them out. Mm-hmm. And for me, it, it made me feel worn out to be with pe- other people all the time. Um, and for you, it's like, man, I, I just, you felt a little smothered when it was just stay at home. It, yeah. it was, oh, yeah. it was kind of that. Oh my gosh, can All we just she go do wants something? To do is just sit at home and. Uh huh. And I gotta say now, um, 
I I need I need a night just to veg. Mm-hmm. Um, I need six nights. <laughs> yes, you do. And some and, and actually, I think um, I need I like a slow morning once a week, mm-hmm. like a Saturday morning where we're not out and going at seven, mm-hmm. um, where I can just stay in my PJs not till like noon. That's good every once in a while. <laughs> but just for a couple hours, man, a, a great morning for me is I, I'm going to wake up early anyway, mm-hmm. but just waking up early, getting the coffee, mm-hmm. eating some breakfast, turning on. I love the Andy Griffith show. Oh, I know yeah. it's old school, but the I love Andy Griffith. actually like sitting they in here with too. you watching it. It's just so, you know, and just vegging yeah. and having the kids come in and us just, you know, for a few mm-hmm. hours. But that refuels me and, yeah. or that evening at home just binge watching. But I can't do that every night, right? And I can't, I can't just stay in and binge watch all the time. I got it. Yeah. After a night or two, I got a couple, one or two nights yeah. that I got to get back out and do something, be productive. Well, and the like, I mean, every night at home doesn't mean binge watching, right? I mean, like for me, I enjoy just hanging out here with just us and our kids, you know, and yeah. just even a game night's a night at home, it's a night in, and yeah, yeah. but sometimes the game night wears me out because it's social interaction with my kids you know (laughs) it's like um can we just not talk (laughs) summers wear me out because there's no quiet at all there's no like when school's back in you're at work the kids are at school the house is quiet I don't turn on the tv I don't turn on anything I don't listen to anything it's just I get my stuff done around here in silence and it's refueling to me um but with constant noise, it's just, it, oh, it's overwhelming, and yeah. I get, I just get worn down by constant noise. And that is your struggle with personalities, even with the kids, because now you've you've had twenty six years to rub the rough edges off me, mm-hmm. and make me not annoying. <laughs> but now you have a little me, mm-hmm. in Josie, and I I feel like, and you can you can agree with us or disagree. I feel like your struggle is your amount of love you have for Josie and everything that she is because you love who she is Mm -hmm. and the fact that she is so busy and social social and that, you know, that you struggle with that. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's so opposite of my. Because Colby is you. Yes, absolutely. Colby can just chill. He can just you know, go outside and get in his own head and, and mm-hmm. do a project in quiet or whatever. But Josie's got to have the the her phone with the, you know, the music going all the time. And, and she while she practices she's, bass, she pulls her amp and guitar in here. Into she the doesn't, she don't want to be alone in her room. No. Um, and I need just some alone time. I need the space sometimes to be quiet. And that is a struggle because she, she doesn't do that. And so, I do love her. I love the, and that goes back to, we need difference. We need each other. And I think if both you and I were social all the time, I mean, we might have trouble balancing our ca- our calendar, our schedule. We would be overworn out because of all the time that we were doing things and out and about. And we would, I think someone who's social all the time struggles with making space for silence yeah. And making space for to to just relax, yeah. and um, someone who is introverted, though, on the other hand, does struggle with needing to get out and just needing to be around people because it's not healthy to be in your own head and in your own yeah. world all the time. No, I am. Um, I can 
at, at I can go and spend a lot of time alone and all, but it's not healthy for me. Mm. You know, um, I need to, I need to be around people. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, well, and I think it goes back to balance. you. You say I hate people, and it's not that at all because <laughs> I can go. We can get out and go do stuff around people, but like when we teach a workshop on a Sunday. When I come home, I need a nap. I need to just, like, yeah. recharge my batteries that way. Um, and in the same way, you know, you don't realize your need sometimes for downtime. And I have to say, you're yeah. like, why am I so tired? I'm like, because you've not stopped in yeah. a month. Yeah. And so we need the balance of that, that companion planning to help make us both healthy. Yeah. Um, and I think there are those strengths. And, and someone who's very social – might in that relationship, so you might have a lot of surface, a bunch of people in your life that are surface, but it you need the depth of one or two at times. Yeah. And that's harder for a social person to find because mm-hmm. they're friends with everybody and they don't want to exclude anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, and then on the flip side of that for me, I've got, you know, one or two. I've got you and another, you know, that yeah. are my closest. And yeah. But you do. You say that. But you do have a lot of for, a lot of girlfriends, and I think you're a very good friend to them. Mm. And uh, you know, I mean, I could sit here and think of five or six, you know, that yeah. that you really keep in touch with, and you do a great job, probably better than me. Mm. Um, you know, now you're mm. not going to go probably as deep with them as you do me the one or, or two, yeah, or, or you know, Kim. Yeah, but then there's that. Um, but I do have. I do stay in touch with them on a you level do. beyond how's the weather. Yeah. I want to know what's going on in their lives and I, and you know, pray for them and just You're such encourage a good them. person. Oh, thanks. But, th- but I don't, <laughs> but the problem with that is that it can be viewed sometimes as too exclusive and that I might leave people out or that aloof. I remember in, even in high school, I remember this one guy said, she says she's, uh, someone said, he said, you're stuck up. I'm like, what do you mean? He said, well, you passed him in the hall and didn't even like, ignored him I'm like and he said hey and I'm like he did I don't even remember seeing him and I think I get in my own world and my own thoughts sometimes and it's like I just don't see outside of that I can be very introverted in my own world you're not aloof you just concentrate on yeah and I can't multitask (laughs) you can't multitask yeah I mean that is funny we can be in the room and be having a discussion with the kids I can and you wouldn't have heard a word we said because you're concentrating on something yeah yeah um or on the project you're doing but But the other side I'm a very good listener when I am listening to someone on purpose yeah and that is one of the uh the misnomers that you know sometimes quiet people are stuck up yeah Um, and I don't or in high school you know when you when you're dealing with that kind of thing but um so I think the key with this in marriage is learning to understand what your spouse needs in that. Mm-hmm. Like we learned early on that I know that it's not just, I, th- I think we can take it personally um, that like it, that if you didn't want to stay at home a lot with me, it's like, Oh my gosh, he just wants to be around everybody all the time and take it too personally yeah. and realize you need that to be energized and you understand I need some time that we need to balance it. Yep. We need to do both. Especially, I think it might be hard for you because you're also quality time. Mm-hmm. And if I'm not wanting to spend one-on-one quality time with you and I'm wanting to do it with the group, yeah. that also kind of doesn't put, you know, kind of 
feel my siphons yeah love out of your love tank that's true so I think it's learning to understand that it's not just that my spouse doesn't want to be with me they just need some social interaction mm-hmm. or versus okay um, it's not that my spouse hates people and doesn't ever want to go out. They just need some refueling at home. So finding the compromise in, hey, um, maybe we hang out with some friends a couple of times a month or however often you agree on, but say, but I need some one-on-one time where the computer's off and we're just hanging at home and some downtime. Finding that balance to be able to pour into each other in the way that fuels them. Is it Yes. Is it a bad thing to just kind of let your spouse be who they are and you be who they are you who you are like man I want to go out with the guys all the time and hang out with my friends all the time I know she just wants to be at home so I'm going to let her be at home or do we need to do we need to lean in to our spouse's personality a little bit and I, I think it's more healthy when we lean in I don't think it's a bad thing that if one of you is more social and needs time out with the girls or time out with the guys that you allow some of that, that you're like, I mean, I'll allow like you need permission, but it is (laughs) a marriage and you, you have things to balance together. And I think it's important that we recognize that. And if I don't want to go out with a bunch of people, then sure go. I mean, you need some time to hang out with guys sometimes and, and vice versa, but is it investing in the marriage or is it pulling away from the marriage? And I, and I think whether you're social or whether you're not, whether you're introverted or extroverted, we never need to neglect one-on-one connection in our right. marriage. Because right. I do know those couples that are both social, they're both extroverted, and man, they just have friends, and they go out with friends, and they get really connected with other couple friends, almost to a point sometimes it's really unhealthy. Mm. and But they never go with just, you know, I've asked couples before, when was the last time you had fun just together? Mm-hmm. Oh. We have fun all the time, like with friends or with the kids together. Oh, it's been mm-hmm. a few years. And so I, I, I think uh, regardless, I almost said irregardless, but ah, I know good for that's you. not good a word. Good for you. So regardless of whether you're social or introverted, whatever, you've got to have that weekly connection mm-hmm. with your spouse. Yep. But I think it comes down to the fact that God has created us with differences. Um, he put us together. The Bible doesn't speak you know, exactly to personalities. We see different personality types throughout scripture of different people. But you think about how, well, in Psalm 139, verse 13 says, for you form my inward parts. You knitted me together in my mother's womb. I praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. My soul knows it very well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was being made in secret, intricately woven in the depths of the earth. God took time Mm to plant your personality into you and to intricately weave those things into the makeup of who you are. Mm. And and it's not my job to try to change that or ignore that or to conform it, but in the same way it's not your job to change those things in me that God made me exactly how he wanted me. And then by his grace he brought us together and we just have to learn to serve each other through those and lean into the strengths and weaknesses I'm, you know, corn's very different from green beans, yeah. but they work together and they create great crops when they are, are drawing from the strengths of each other. And, um, I think it's a good thing to learn to, 
to use our strengths and not allow them to just frustrate us. Mm-hmm. Use the strengths of the differences and not let them just frustrate us. Yeah, that's good. So that's all we have for today. Um, I think it's a great thing, though, to think through is how can I allow my spouse the the room to be who God created them while also leaning in to who they are mm-hmm. as well. And so thanks for joining us today. Hey, uh, go to themarriageadventure.com. Uh, you can you can find our book there, The Marriage Adventure, Discovering, Discovering Mission for Your Marriage. It's also available on Amazon, Walmart, anywhere you want to buy books uh, online like that. And uh, also when you're on social media, Facebook, Instagram, give us a like or follow at The Marriage Adventure. So have a great week.